Welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com where the orchard of wisdom is just ready for picking. We celebrate your why, the journey that you've taken that inspires someone else. We support your services. We support your story. Come and be our guest. Become a host. Be an author with us. Come see what we've got. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Bill Ferguson. Getting your power back, that's what we're going to be talking about today, resolving your problems in areas that keep your life from working. I think we can all relate to that, huh? What is stopping our lives from working? Is it something we're doing? Is it our thought process? Have we given our power away? How do we get it back? How do we stop those destructive forces happening? and actually embrace uh, what is the problem so we can find the solution so we can empower our own lives. Does it sound complex? Maybe, but it isn't, not if we follow his... um, his wonderful way of doing things. And a lot of that is with enthusiasm and positivity. And that is something that we all need to embrace first, isn't it, Bill? Welcome to the show. Absolutely. That attitude to life, I think, is something that we all need to have first. You know, it doesn't matter where you're at or, or what you're facing or how catastrophic you feel it be at the time. If we can just turn the knob up on a little bit of, um, of a positive attitude, we'll just start seeing those solutions a lot more, wouldn't we? Yeah, because it's, it's how we relate to life mm-hmm. determines how life responds to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So every one of us, we see life in a very particular way. And then we act totally consistent with our reality. And then life responds accordingly, which then reinforces how we see life. We're mirroring it. So, so, so we, we keep creating the same thing over and over again, thinking that that's life rather than our creation. Yes. Yes. You know, life isn't, um, you know, out to get you, is it? <laughs> it's, it's going to reflect you, though. Yes. Yes, and, and, and ironically, life is constantly bringing what we need for our healing and our growth. Mm-hmm. It, do we get into a rut where we just can't see that? Are we so caught up maybe oh, in absolutely. our see, drama? We, we, you live, know? we live in a world where all the focus is outside of us. Mm-hmm. He said, she said, this happened, that happened. All our focus is on the circumstances. But what we don't realize is that the circumstances are just the reflection of what's going on inside of us. Yeah. See, so the same thing that shows up in my life will keep showing up over and over and over again, but it's going to be totally different than what shows up in the life of the person next to me. Yeah, exactly. And then that person's life keeps showing up the same way over and over and over again. And, And one of the things that I've noticed is that each person has an area of life that consistently doesn't work. Yes, yeah. And for each person, it's different, but it keeps showing up over and over and over again. And this happens to a lot of people who are very successful in many areas of their life, but yes. they just don't understand why is this one keep, you know, I, I keep tackling it, I'm, you know, put on my big girl <laughs> pants and I face it. Yeah, but why does it keep repeating itself in that way? I'm so successful in other areas of my life. And so why is that? Why do we have that one thing? That okay. constantly is nagging at us. Well, if you look at the areas of life that work great, those are areas where you can flow with whatever happens. You see clearly. You're creative. You're resourceful. You look in a direction where solutions and opportunities show up. But if you look at the areas of life that don't work, those are areas where we can't flow. Mm-hmm. You see, and... Look at any area of your life that isn't working and notice the direction of focus. Instead of putting the focus on what do I need to do based on the facts, the focus is on fighting the facts. And when we do that, we destroy our ability to see what needs to be done, and we interact in a way that makes everything worse very, very quickly. Yeah, it's not about the battle, is it? You know, we're always trying to (laughs) battle things, and it's not about having to fight everything. No, because everything you do to make life be a certain way creates the opposite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's yes, yes. interesting. It's like, you know, we create our lives. One of the most powerful ways that we create in our lives is through something that I call the law of resistance. 
Whatever you resist, no matter what it is, you're going to magnify and give it power. Yes. So, for example, imagine on the ceiling above you four large yellow balloons. Now, whatever you do, don't think about them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so notice what happens when you try not to think about the yellow balloons. You get yellow balloons everywhere. Mm -hmm. you know, and literally the same principle applies in every area of life. Mm -hmm. If you have a fear, a fear is a state of mind created by resisting a future event. Mm -hmm. So if I have a fear of losing somebody, I'm resisting this future event called losing the person. The more I resist losing the person, the bigger my fear, the bigger my fear, the more I'm threatened, the more I'm threatened, the more I hang on, the more I act destructively, which pushes the person right out the door, which brings to me my fear. Yes. So literally, whatever we fear, we manifest, we keep creating. Yeah. And in the, in the, and the thing that one person fears is totally different than what the next person fears. Mm-hmm. But the fear that shows up in one person's life is going to be totally, totally different from the next person. But for each person, it keeps showing up. It's kind of what we feed will grow. And if we have the doubt, if we have the fear and we keep feeding that, it's going to grow, isn't it? And oh, it will absolutely. Get, and it will become the monster. And out yes. of reason, and sometimes it even has lost its particular roots and, and reason of what it was. And now it's yes. just become this something that is so encompassing and it's, yeah, and, and, it, it. and it's bigger than that yeah but let, let me back up just a minute there's the reality and then there's our reality mm -hmm. and the two realities have absolutely nothing to do with each other in the reality what so is what so what happened is what happened what is this period right you know you look at any time you've been upset something happened mm-hmm now, notice how totally irrelevant our feelings are. Mm -hmm. Our feelings will clearly affect our future actions, but no matter how much we hate what happened, it doesn't change the fact that it happened. Yes. The truth is still the truth. Mm -hmm. When you can be at peace with the truth, you automatically look in a direction where solutions, opportunity, and possibility show up. Right. That's why the areas of life where we can flow with whatever happens, those areas work great. But the areas that don't work are areas where we're fighting the truth. And when we fight the truth, we set in motion a bunch of very destructive processes. We magnify whatever we resist. We lose the ability to see what needs to be done. We lose our power. We give it to whatever we're resisting. We destroy love. We create opposition and resistance. All sorts of nasty things happen when we fight the truth. And that's just purely because we're not accepting the reality of what is in that moment. Exactly. Right. And why we fight the truth is because the truth hurts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It strikes a nerve. Yeah. See, so on the surface, we're resisting certain circumstances, but at a deeper level, we never resist the circumstances. We resist all the feelings and emotion that get triggered by the circumstance. Right. Right. See, we misperceive the threat. And the then, threat of course, is, you go into defense mode, you know? Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing. That's when the fight of you comes out. And it's like, you know, as you said, it has happened. You can't change that. There's no point in fighting with that. It's yes. take the deep breath, step back, let it go. And then what, what can come out of this? But it's very yes. hard at that when you feel um, when you're threatened, unthreatened. Yes, yes, because the automatic is to go into the flight or fight mode, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes. Well, let's take a minute and look at what the real threat is. Okay, mm -hmm. it, and ultimately, it's the childhood hurt mm -hmm. of feeling worthless, not good enough, not worth loving, something like that. Okay, when we're born, we're born present with who we are. We're mm -hmm. born pure love, but we know nothing about the physical universe. Right. So, so we, we grow in our culture, and in the process of growing up, every one of us experiences very, very painful losses of love. Mm -hmm. Because our world is not about love. Our world is about the circumstances. So mm -hmm. every one of us collide with our culture. We experience very painful losses of love. And in the eyes of a little child, the only way we can possibly explain 
what's going on is to blame ourselves. Yes. yes. Clearly, I'm the problem. Right. And then we decide what that problem is. I'm not good enough. I'm not worth loving. I'm worthless. I'm a failure. I'm this, I'm that. And it is never, never, never the truth. It's just a point of view. It's a judgment. But in the eyes of a little child, it becomes our truth. Mm -hmm. And then we fight the very belief we created and we fight all the emotion that goes with it, which then magnifies it dramatically. Yes. And then if any circumstance comes along and hints that we really are worthless, not good enough or whatever our issue is, that circumstance will be perceived as a major threat to our survival. Mm -hmm. So automatically, we're going to feel threatened. Right. Yes. But, it's, but we're not threatened in reality because mm -hmm. all it's doing is triggering certain feelings and emotion. There's nothing threatening about it in reality. But subconsciously, it's a major threat. Yeah. So we have to either attack or withdraw, fight, resist, hang on, or withdraw. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is that in the face of the hurt, everything we do to avoid it creates more of it. Yes. <laughs> well, the thing is, that, you know, you can trace back to everybody that has a, you know, is in pain or is in conflict, is in anything. It, it will go back to the childhood. You, you know, it, everybody has that. Just, you know, yes. something happened to them in childhood where they didn't feel worthy, where they were neglected or abandoned or, yes. you know, told everybody's them. Gone. Everybody's got that story. Yes. Somewhere yes. About, I don't care how successful you are. Turn the yes. clock back. You'll find that there's one aspect of your life that you're not succeeding in because of. So exactly. we, we've got to stop band-aiding or getting angry or trying to fight the situation. We need to go back to the root and the core of the problem yes. and, and deal with that. But there is yes. so much resistance in doing that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah because we don't, we don't want to go there. We don't want to look mm. there because subconsciously it's so threatening. Mm -hmm. But when you realize ahead of time that you're looking for something that doesn't exist in reality, yeah. it, it's not so threatening. Right. So like, for example, you can search the whole world over for a good enough, but you'll never find one. <laughs> and if you did find a good enough, what color would it be and how much would it weigh? Right. Because, yeah. these, because judgment does not exist in the reality. It only exists in our reality in the realm of thinking. Right, right. We literally spend our whole lives running from something that doesn't even exist, desperately trying to get to someplace else that doesn't exist, destroying our lives in the process. Right, because, you know, what we're looking at is not only rejection, but we're looking at judgment. And we carry that judgment with us and then, then start placing judgment on everyone else because that's our compass. That's what we know. Yes, yes. Yes, and you mentioned uh, rejection. Mm -hmm. Well, if somebody has an issue with rejection or abandonment, well, rejection and abandonment, that's going to be on the outside. That's mm -hmm. in the realm of circumstances. But people who have an issue with rejection or abandonment are going to be people that have a deeper issue with worthless, not worth loving. Yeah. And then in the area of relationships, they're going to be threatened. Mm -hmm. and, then, and when we're threatened, we operate in a state of fear, upset, and tunnel vision. And subconsciously, what works is irrelevant. The only thing that's important is how do I avoid this hurt? Mm -hmm. So we'll act in relationships in a way that actually creates rejection and abandonment. What we most fear is what we manifest. Yes. Right, because of that same patterning, because it doesn't matter who you are. You know, we have to go back to that inner child and we have to look at that hurt. There's yes. no way forward other than doing that. And if, but the thing I think for, for most people is that they actually don't recognize that's what the problem is. You that's know? right. Well, when we get upset, it looks like it's the circumstance that causes the upset. Yes. But that's an illusion. Fear and upsets are states of mind. Mm -hmm. They are not, they're never caused by the circumstance. Mm -hmm. An upset, and that's why different people get upset at different things. Yes. If the circumstance truly caused the upset, everyone would react in the same way, but they don't. What creates an upset is fighting the truth of what happened. Mm -hmm. So look at any time you've been upset, and notice what would happen to the upset if somehow you were at peace with the truth of what happened. You didn't like it, but you were at peace with the truth. Right. The upset would disappear. Right. Because I'm, 
instead we actually go into the blame game, isn't it? It's somebody else's fault because we don't want to face the truth. We don't want exactly. to face actually are in a problem. So there goes the blame and the judgment and the persecution and that whole yes. cycle that goes around, which serves nobody whatsoever. Yes. Anger, resentment, and blaming are all subconscious defense mechanisms. There's a point over there. There's the problem. There's the fault. There's the cause over there, over there, not over here. Mm-hmm. See, anytime we're blaming, it's a deflection. Yes. We don't want to look at ourselves because we don't want to see that we're the problem. Mm-hmm. Namely, we're worthless, not good enough, not worth loving or whatever. Right. Which is, again, never, never the truth. It's just a suppressed emotion. But it's a, but it's a suppressed emotion that's so threatening that we would rather die than go there. Would you say that uh, one of the biggest obstacles is when you realize it's the inner child that you have to deal with is dealing with the big question, why? Why did they leave me? Why did this? Why wasn't I not enough? You know, that big why, why, why? Well, that's part of the defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. You see, and the answer to that question will not get rid of the hurt. Right, right. See, to, to get rid of the hurt, see... There's nothing you can do to get rid of worthless, not good enough, failure, whatever, because it's just a thought. Right. And everything we do to get rid of it validates it, magnifies it, gives it more power. Right. So there's nothing you can do to get rid of it. But what you can do is you can take away its relevance and you can be so what about it? Mm-hmm. You can get to the place where you can say, yep, I'm worthless. That's part of me. So what? Right. And it's in the so what you get your freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a great example of this. Please. Okay. This is how I discovered all this. Uh, My big issue was failure. And the more I ran from failure, I kept creating more and more failure. And finally, there was a point when I failed so big, failure was so much in my face, I couldn't deny it. Right. I bought a whole bunch of... Real estate highly leveraged right before the market collapsed. Mm -hmm. I lost all my investments. I lost my office and I lost my home. Mm -hmm. But and it was a very painful time in my life. But I needed that to happen before I could ever face that part of me called failure. Right. And then there was this moment when I just looked over my life and I just saw this overwhelming evidence to prove what an incredible failure I was. Now, there was also a ton of evidence to prove what a success I was, but at the time, I couldn't see that. All I could see was failure. Yeah. And there was this moment when I let it in. I hate it. I hate it, but I can't deny it. Here it is. Here's all the evidence. And I didn't realize it at the time, but the moment I let in what a failure I was, my fear of failure lost its power. Ah. And then, and then right after that, I felt this wonderful freedom. And it was like, oh, how great. I'm a failure. How wonderful. It takes all the pressure off because now I don't have to be a success. I can just be me. Mm-hmm. And that was the point when my life started working. Yes. See, we've lost our ability to be who we are the moment we created our hurt. Yeah, because we never feel that who we are is enough, and, and it is, most certainly is. And it's, we are a beautiful divine creatures with uh, so much to give, but we don't focus on that because we're so busy focusing on the, one, the thing that we fear the most. That's and, right. And that's the, you know, the rejection, the outside chatter, the judgment. And, and if we stop living from the outside in and started living from the inside out and being at peace with who we are, why we are, you know, I'm not meant to be everything. I'm not meant to be a success here and there. I've only got to be a success in my heart and soul, in my spirit, in my presence, in what I do. And that is enough. But it takes a while to get there, doesn't it? Yes, and there, there's, 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 there's a little bit more to that, too. Mm-hmm. See, the thing that I've seen is that all destructive behavior comes from suppressed hurt. Mm-hmm. No matter what the destructive behavior it is, it is always rooted in hurt. When you get rid of the hurt, the only thing that's left is love. Right. And in that state of love, in that experience of love, there is no destructive behavior. Mm-hmm. And that experience of love is who we are when you get past the ego. Right. Who we are is pure love, pure creation, pure possibility. 
when you're in that experience of love, when you're present with who you are, you're happy, you're alive, you're free, you're on top of life, you have a very positive attitude, you radiate that positive energy, and great things happen around you. And that's the natural state. Yes. And it's like when you allow yourself to be human, that's where you live. And the irony is that's the key to having a great life, but we don't dare go there because we equate our humanness with our worthlessness. Yes, yes, yes. We're looking to be the being without the human, but we need to be the human being. <laughs> we have yes, to bring it both yes. of us together. So, yes. yeah. so, so we spend our lives running from our greatest gift. Mm -hmm. Yes. The, the key to you having more love than you've ever had in your life, the key to having your dreams come true, lies in your ability to be human mm -hmm. because in your humanness is your love and in your love is the power of the universe. That's when you connect. And it is the very thing we spend our lives running from. I know. I know. Do you think it's because um, that was just simply the patterning of, of human beings that, you know, the doctrine that's been passed down for the thousands of years, you know, I think right now because we're in such awakening and connecting that we're realizing there's so much more to that. Um, that I think more and more people, I think, are more willing to open up the door to there's an inner child in here that's hurt. There's a pain that I'm carrying. I'm beginning to see it. Um, whereas in yes. the past, if you tried to say that to them, is who do you think you are? Yes. You know? Yes. Well, we've, it, it's something that just we, we've got to discover that. But yeah. we, we live in a world where all the focus is outside of us. Yes. We're, we're taught that happiness comes from outside of us, that upsets come from mm -hmm. outside of us. And if happiness and upsets come from outside of us, then it just makes sense that we need to make outside of us be a particular way. Right. So our culture teaches us to look in a direction that is opposite the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And here's another thing. This is like, this is a huge, huge thing. See, why we run from anything is because it hurts but ultimately we run from our hurt yes but what we run from is ultimately nothing more than a body sensation mm -hmm. you look at when we get upset there's all sorts of chemical reactions that happen inside of us and these chemical reactions create a very negative energy that needs to be purged if we don't purge this negative energy it turns into suppressed emotion and then it does major damage yes the more suppressed emotion you got the more you're going to be threatened by life the more you're going to act destructively which is going to create more hurt which is going to cause the suppressed emotion to grow and grow and grow mm. also there's a direct link between suppressed emotion and very serious physical problems heart disease cancer. cancer multiple sclerosis on and on and on yeah. So the body knows this and the body just automatically wants to purge itself mm -hmm. of this negative energy, the suppressed emotion. And the way to see how the body does this is to look at little kids. Yes. Little kids are masters at releasing negative emotion. Mm -hmm. And the thing that they do that's so powerful is they feel they're hurt willingly. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you, they... I, mean, I want to hear something else in here. They, they, that you know, they're, they're going through the emotion in the in the moment of the emotion. They're not suppressing it to deal with it later. I'm going to shelve that. You know, they're reacting to the moment, and it's spent. You know, it's yeah, they're totally yeah, yes, and they're but the key is they're totally willing to feel it. Yes, and they don't care. They could care less what anybody thinks about it. We also, I think that children, you know, reflect also what's going on with us. I know animals do, you know, oh, my, my dog is playing up, you know, it's, it's been all stressed out. It's a reflection of what's going on in you. So if we say that, see sometimes that behavior in our children, and we know that there isn't something that's happened to them to cause this, why are they, ha ha you know, reacting that way? Um, very often it's, it's our projection, isn't it? Yes. Yes. But there's something here that's, that's so, so important is that we're created with the natural ability to restore our peace and our effectiveness within minutes, no matter what the circumstance is. Mm -hmm. We're created with the ability to always be pure inside. 
Just look at little kids. Yes. But you see, we live in a culture that destroys the natural healing process. Mm -hmm. You want to cry about something? I'll give you something to cry, right. cry about. So we're taught to suppress it. Yeah. And then when you suppress it, not only do you prevent it from leaving, but it gets stronger and it turns into pain. Yeah. And when you suppress it, not only are we taught don't feel your hurt, mm -hmm. but once we've suppressed it, well, now it's too scary to feel it. Yeah. So we set in motion a process of avoiding hurt that produces unbelievable damage. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to be a Marine Corps captain. Men don't cry. Right. I went, like 20, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went like 25 years without crying. And somewhere along the line, I learned that not only is it okay to cry, it's essential. It's what cleanses your soul. Mm -hmm. And now I welcome opportunities to get more of that junk out of me. Yes. Because every time something gets triggered, then I get rid of a little bit more of the emotion and there's less to get triggered in the future. It's a detoxification, isn't it? It's a detoxification, it is. And if you look at what an upset really is, not what we've been taught by our culture, but if you look at what's really happening in an upset, some circumstance comes along and triggers an emotion, a suppressed emotion that's already there. And it triggers it and brings it to the surface so that it can be purged. Yes. The, the body is constantly trying to purge itself of this toxic energy yeah constantly and then and then the opportunity is to grab it and pull it out yeah and then there's less to get triggered in the future right but we live in a culture that relates to upsets in a way that destroys the healing process and makes things worse because we relate to upsets in a way that instead of healing the hurt creates more baggage. Yeah, but it's also something like a flaw. You know, if, if, if you're crying, or if you're going through an emotion, if you're, you know, is, there's something flawed about you, you know, just suck it up, you know, uh, yes. take that somewhere else. I don't want to see it. And it's like, if we're willing to go, the, the other thing is avoidance. You can't go over it and around it. You've got to go through it. You know, yes. it's, it's yes. like uh, labor is painful, but at the end of it, you have this beautiful new birth. Yes. Yes. If you're willing to give birth to yourself and go through the pain, my goodness, what's at the other end of it? But we have yes. to be willing to go through the process, don't we? Yes, yes. But when you feel the hurt willingly, yeah. you won't experience it as a pain. Right. As pain. You know, look at times in your life when, you know, find a time when you've been hurt and you cried and you cried and you cried last year and you felt a wonderful freedom. That'll be a time when you felt your hurt willingly. Yeah. And when you feel your hurt willingly like a child, you will experience the whole process as healing, not as pain. Mm -hmm. And you may have lots of emotion, but you won't experience as pain. See, emotional pain is not caused by our circumstances. Emotional pain doesn't even come from the hurt. Mm -hmm. You will experience the hurt as emotional pain only when you fight the emotion. You're right. You feel the emotion willingly. There's no pain. It's healing. Yeah. Have that damn good cry. Feel the pain. <laughs> go through it. Um, yes. You know, it's, it's, it's when you have a loss or, um, you know, in your case, you know, the, the failure that brought your world crashing to an end that became a beautiful redirect to your own abundance. Yes. But, you know, the old cosmic two by four. But, you know, when we're willing to actually kind of go through the pain, go through that process and go through the, um, the realization that that yes. word failure, you know, because we're always so scared to fail, aren't we, in anything. Yes. We're so scared because we're so scared of the judgment. What will people yes. think? And yes. it's like, well, how do I feel? It's not what people think. It's how do I feel? And when you embrace those feelings, and really allow those feelings to nurture you, release you, it will lead you to who you are, that inner child, and heal you. But we've got to be willing to, to let the exterior go and go internally. Yes. And when you feel the hurt willingly, mm -hmm. then 
it changes your relationship to the hurt so the hurt disappears as a threat right and, and when that the hurt, hurt is the thought isn't it well yes and when the hurt disappears as a threat the hurt loses power and so do your circumstances right yes see when you're willing to feel whatever you feel the circumstances of life will have no power over you it's like somebody picking an argument with you and you know they're they're busy judging you or throwing stuff at you and and your uh, natural reaction is to react and defend yourself yes well if you realize that's their reflection of their own lives that they're imposing upon you it's not you take a deep breath i wish you love be in love you realize it's got nothing to do with you you don't need to take it on yes and when you fight what they're saying you magnify and give it power exactly and when you flow with it you take away its power right right and, so, and show the reflection back on them. This is something you have to deal with. You have yes. to go through that process. Yes. Yes. Now, one thing I want to mention about releasing emotion. Mm -hmm. Feeling the hurt does not equal healing it. Right. There are two different ways to feel it. It's how you feel it determines whether it goes or it stays. You can either feel the hurt willingly like a child deliberately or pur and purposefully, or you can feel it as a victim of the circumstance. We have been taught to feel our hurt as a victim of the circumstance. Mm -hmm. And when you feel the hurt as a victim of the circumstance, a person can cry hours a day for months and have no healing. Right. And if you take the exact same hurt, and feel it deliberately, purposefully, because you choose to, because you want to reach in and grab it and pull it out, you're going to have a major healing in moments. Right. Right. I mean, it's like shoot happens, right? You know, have your tears, uh, you know, let it out. Let's spend yeah. the emotion. I always say, you know, spend the emotion. There's a difference between being emotionally tuned in and being emotional. And, yes. Right. If you're tuned yes. into your emotions, you know what your emotions need at that time. You know what they need to, to release themselves. When you step yes. into being emotional, that's when you're stepping in more into the victimization. That's right. And the way to tell whether you're feeling the hurt at cause or at the effect is to notice the direction of your focus. If your focus is on the circumstances, you're feeling the hurt as a victim and it stays. Right. If your focus is on the emotion and releasing it, you feel it as healing. Right. See, in any time you're in a difficult time in life, top, top priority is to get your peace back. Yes. Because when you get your peace back, you automatically look in a direction where solutions and opportunities start showing up. Yeah. So top priority is to get your peace back. Another thing is that when you have your peace back, your decisions and actions are based on facts. Mm -hmm. When you're in a state of upset, fear and upset, your decisions are based on emotion. Yeah. And you and can't see anything rational in that time. You can't. Can you? No. you can't. And almost anything we do in that state makes everything worse. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we're just, we're just aggravating things because it, yeah. a lot of it is, you know, justification of retaliation. You know, that's the mode that we get into. Yeah. If, if you step into it, you know, okay, I've been hurt. What am I going to do about it? Take the deep breath. Step outside of yourself yeah. for a moment. Now you start seeing, you know, those solutions to the problem. But you can't do it in a state of upset because you're in a tornado that you've put yourself yes. in. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And there's, and there's two different types of upset or two, two different types of emotion. There's the hurt of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And then there's the deeper hurt of the worthless, not good enough, not worth loving, yes. that sort of thing. And it's the deeper hurt that creates so much suffering. Right. The, the, we don't notice that we even have a deeper hurt, but everybody's got it. And subconsciously, now, in reality, there's nothing threatening about it because it's just, a, it's just a combination of feelings and body sensations. There's zero threatening about it. Right. But subconsciously, it's a major threat to our survival. And it's death to the ego. Yeah. So it's a major threat to our survival. So without realizing it, our whole lives are about trying to make people like be a certain way so we don't have to feel it. But what that does is it creates a state of fear, upset, and tunnel vision. It makes us defensive. And it 
forces us to act in a way that creates more of the very hurt that we're avoiding. And that's not the bad news, that's the good news. Mm -hmm. Because life is constantly bringing to us and putting in our face the very hurt that we need to heal so that the rest of our lives become so much better. Right. It, you know, it robs us of ourselves that we're not willing to go through the process. You know, and when we actually truly discover who we are, we step into our beingness, our human beingness, and allow, a, you know, our own light uh, to come within by releasing the pain of the childhood. Or, you know, we deal with circumstances so much yeah. easier. And you're, you're living in that beautiful purpose that you are meant to be in. You know, this, it's always you're kind of in that deep breath. But let's talk about that in a child. We, you've you know, you've opened up to the fact, okay, I admit my inner child hurt. This happened to me. I'm carrying this pain. It's been my driving force all my life. It's my defense. It's my victimization. How do you go about unraveling that and letting it go? Because it's a pain that you've been carrying with you on a deep cellular level for a long time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'll mention the steps. And, and one thing, uh, we get a chance. I want to talk about how we lose our power. Yes, what, yes, it is that, what it is that we do that makes life on top of us mm -hmm. instead of our being on top of life. Right. Okay. Now, uh, and also there's, uh, there's a, a real specific step-by-step -step process for healing this hurt that I go into more detail in my website and books and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. But I can, but, but we can you know, talk about it generally yes. and give people a lot of freedom right off the bat. Yes, exactly. Okay. First off, the first step in healing the hurt is you got to find it. Yes. You got to identify it. And the hurt is always going to be some form of not okay. Mm -hmm. Not good enough, worthless failure, something like that. And while you're looking for your hurt, keep in mind, you're not looking for a fact. Mm -hmm. You're looking for an emotion. If you look for a fact, You'll never see it because when you're dealing with emotion, you're not dealing with facts. Right. So, so you want to you want to find what the hurt is, and in looking, don't look and see is it true about you. Mm -hmm. You want to instead look to see if it were true, would that be painful? Mm -hmm. And the more painful it would be, the more it runs your life. Right. So what you're looking for is you're looking for the emotion, not the facts. And you're looking for the words of not okay that most accurately describe that emotion. Right. And the more threatening it would be, the more painful it would be, the closer you are to the hurt that runs your life. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of different places to look to find it. Uh, the best place to look is to look at the hurt you experienced as a child. Yeah. You know, go back in time, put yourself in the emotion, and then ask yourself, according to the emotion, in the eyes of a little child, what incredibly painful thing would that say about you? And how do you feel with the notion that that's the truth? Right. How do you feel with the notion that all those people that did those destructive things were totally justified in what they did because you're the problem, because you're so worthless, not good enough, whatever the hurt is? See, the more painful that thought would be, the more it runs your life. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Another, and that's what another, you're carrying, that baggage you're carrying forward with you in everything yes. else you do in life. Yeah. And you're not likely to ever know where the hurt got created. Right. But you don't need to because all you, what's important is not when it started. What's important is what it is. Mm -hmm. And you can look at your life today to see what it is. Mm -hmm. or just make a list of all the major upsets you can think of that you mm -hmm. had in your life and then go to the hurt that's underneath up, each upset and then ask yourself according to the hurt not the, the truth but according to the emotion what incredibly painful thing would that say about you and if you look at all your upsets you'll see that there'll be a theme that keeps showing up in all your upsets yes and that's what needs to be healed yeah because otherwise it's just going to keep biting at your heels. It will forever. Oh, until you deal with it. Yeah, yeah, and there's nothing you can do to push it away. It's like the yellow balloons. Yeah. You cannot get rid of the yellow balloons. But if you just let them be there, 
they run their course and disappear. Yeah. It's the exact same thing with worthless. Yes. You know, if you can just let it be there, it loses its power and ultimately disappears. Mm -hmm. That's what happened with me with failure. My whole life was about success failure. And now the words success and failure have no relevance. Right. You know, success compared to what? Tell me more. I don't understand yes. what you're saying. Yes. Because exactly. it's a judgment. It doesn't show up as right. reality. Right. Right, exactly. See, and that's a very good point. I think that's where people give their power away too, right? Yes, they, yes. they give their power away to that assumption and that judgment and uh, on that what success should be and what makes a failure, what makes a success. And that I think we become powerless in chasing yes. this uh, illusion. And, yes. and the, really the success and your empowerment is lies within you. Are you living in your joy, your peace, your purpose? In within yes. yourself, that now you're living in success, but we have this exterior opinion of it, and as you say, it's just an opinion. But we work so hard to live up to it, and that's where we yes. get our power away. Yeah, well, there's something else that's going on, too. See, at any moment, we are totally hopelessly at the effect of the world around us. No matter what happens around us, we're going to react, mm -hmm. we're hopelessly at the effect. But what we don't notice is that simultaneously. The world around us is totally, hopelessly at the effect of us. Yes. That makes us cause. Yes. So yes. simultaneously, we're totally at the effect of our, the world around us, and we're the creator of the world around us. We're the victim and the creator both at the same time, but we only experience ourselves as being one or the other. Mm. When you are at the effect, Life is on top of you. When you're in that state of being at the effect, you lose your confidence, you lose your energy, um, you can lead to depression, um, you become very negative, very, very painful, destructive state being at the effect. Mm -hmm. Now, look at cause. To find an example of that, find a time in your life when there was something that you were at the effect of. It nagged you and it nagged at you, and then you reached the point where you decided, all right, Enough is enough. I'm tired of messing with this. I'm going to handle it, and I'm going to handle it now, and I don't care what it takes to handle it, but I'm going to handle it. Yeah. And you started taking action to handle it. Notice instantly you shifted from being at the effect to being a cause. Mm -hmm. The circumstances didn't change, but in an instant, you were on top of life instead of life being on top of you. Yeah. See, and that's the natural state. That's who we are without the junk. Yeah. And when you're at cause, you're on top of life, you can chart your course, you can make things happen, you can have your dreams come true. Yeah. When you live your life at cause, that's a natural state. Mm -hmm. And it's possible to be in that state most all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what's valuable now is to look and see what is it that puts us at the effect. Mm -hmm. Because if they're just if in that moment of now, you're not at the effect. You're a cause. Right. But there's something very specific that we do that literally throws away our power. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is we fight the truth of what happened. We're fighting the truth of something. And in our fighting that circumstance, we give that circumstance power that it doesn't inherently have. Right. We give it power. We make it the cause. And the yeah. moment we make it the cause, we make us the effect. We lose our power. Right. So it's all about surrendering to the truth. Mm -hmm. I hate it that that's the way that it is. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But I can't deny it. That's the way it is. That's a fact. Yeah. Now, based on the facts, what do I need to do? And that's where you get your power. Right, right. You see, but, but as long as we have this hurt that's being triggered, you're not going to be able to do that. Right. And because it's, the, it's hurt really, is more, the hurt is more powerful than all the common sense in the world. Right, exactly. And it's, um, it just gets its claws into you. And, uh, and, and then we, be, you know, we run that whole victimization and the woe is me yes. and, the, and, the, and the whole world is out to get me and all of that instead of like, mm. you know, shoot happens. Uh, what, um, you know, what cause did I do that caused this effect? Well, yes. now what empowerment do I have to change it? So, yes. and, you know. And we, 
And when we're in that state, when we're in that negative state of being at the effect, what we see in life appears to be the absolute truth of the universe. Right, right. I, I want to give you a, a, a cute little story. Mm -hmm. There was one day years ago, I was at the effect. I was in that negative state. You know, life's a pain in the neck. You know, right. there's no future. Everything's negative. And in that state, that was my reality. That was the mm -hmm. truth of the universe to me where I was in that time. And then I went to a restaurant and I saw an old friend. And then in an instant, I had this burst of love. And then all of a sudden, I was back in the light. I was back right. in that experience of love. Everything is wonderful. There's nothing but possibility. Life is incredible. You see, but the circumstances didn't change. Mm -hmm. The only thing that changed was inside me. Yes. See, there's two different realms in life there's the light. There's the darkness. When you're in the darkness, it's all about the circumstances. When you're in the light, it's all the focus is inside. Right. When you're in the light, you're happy, you're alive, you're free, you have a very positive attitude, great things happen. And when you're in the darkness, you know, you're at the effect, you're negative, life is horrible. Right. And, and what we don't realize is that whether you're in the light or the darkness, it's ultimately, it's a choice. What you can you say be about, in the light most all the time. Right. What would you say about bringing your light into your darkness? Well, that's just it. You know, there, there's right. no, there is no, there's not enough darkness to put out the light of a single candle. Right. The light is the senior force. Yes. And whenever you bring the light mm -hmm. to an area of darkness, whenever right. you See why an area of life isn't <laughs> yes. you know, why an area of life isn't working. Why there's the darkness is because it's the absence of light. Right, right. You bring the light to that area of life. You bring the presence of love to that area of life. That area of life starts clearing up. But there's another point to it too. Whether you're bringing a candle or a big flashlight, it's going to reflect on what you need to know in that light. Right. If you're going to switch on the whole light in the room, you see the whole room. But if you're going in with just a spotlight or a candle, you're going to shed light on an, a particular issue in the darkness that you need to address in the moment. So sometimes I think it is dealing with what you need to deal with right now and not being so intimidated by having to go in and shed light on the whole room. Yes. Well, because life is constantly bringing to us what we need for our healing and growth. Mm -hmm. You know, part, part of why we're here on the planet is to grow. Mm -hmm. So we're constantly going to be brought difficult times and challenges. But it's being brought to us for our good. Difficult times put our issues in our face so that we can heal them. Yeah. Difficult times kick us out of the nest so we can get rid of our future, so we can right. get ready for our future. You know, difficult times force us to look at things that we need to look at that we would otherwise never look at. Mm-hmm. Difficult times are constantly being brought to us for our good. And also difficult times are always temporary. They come and they go. The only right. choice is how fast. When you flow with the difficult times, they move quickly. When you fight them, mm -hmm. they move slowly. Yeah. But they always move. So, so you want to use whatever life brings to you for more healing, for more growth. It's, it's you know, the energy within us, isn't it? Is that when we're in a, in a time of of strife, you know, literally everything about us, our physicality tightens up, you know, our yes. minds shut down, all yes. we can just see the pain, the anguish, the despair. But if you take that deep breath and you decide to say, okay, this has happened to me, you know, what am I going to do about it? What am I going to feed? I need my energy to be open. I need yes. everything to flow within me because now I start seeing what I can do about it. And the reason yes. we get so stuck in things is because we don't know what to do about it. You're not going to know what to do about it unless you just open up and then let that energy yes. free. Yeah. And you said something very interesting. You talked about the body sensations when we get yeah. upset. Something very valuable to do is sometime when you get upset, notice the body sensations. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel the tightness, the tension. Yes. You're going to feel it. And you're going to feel it in a very specific part of your body. You're not going to feel it in your toes. No. <laughs> you know, usually feel it in your chest, your gut, yes. your shoulders, your yeah. neck. And then notice the physicalness of it. Mm-hmm. And relax into the body, those body sensations. And as you do that, 
then they begin to disappear. They begin to disintegrate. You're releasing them. Yeah. But the fighting them yes. magnifies them. Exactly. But we don't even notice that we're magnifying because yeah. all we notice is the upset. We don't even notice that we're having an upset. Right, exactly. <laughs> the only we're thing too busy we notice, reacting to it to actually understand what it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so all the focus is on the circumstances. Mm-hmm. So, um, so in life, you want to use your upsets for all the healing you can get because that's why they're brought to us. Yeah. For our healing. Yeah. So you want to dive into it, get that emotion out of you, you know, find and heal that deeper hurt of the worthless, not good enough, that sort of thing. And in your life, you want to have your life be about developing your ability to live in the light, yeah. developing your ability to live in the experience of love. Right. And of course, one of the keys to doing that is to let go and trust, let go and trust and release your emotion whenever it comes up. That's where the true empowerment lies. Yes, isn't it? Yes, you know, absolutely. If, you know, when stepping into our truth, into our presence, knowing we're good enough, you know, whatever we're here to do, this is this is part of our piece of the puzzle that we're contributing to the picture of life. And it's good enough. It, it's what it is meant to be. Don't measure yourself by someone else, you know, and, yeah. and stepping into that and being, I, you know, I am at peace with who I am and what I have to contribute. As long as you know, you're giving your whole from that loving space. That's really where the real empowerment of life is. It's not an external power. It never is. It's an internal yes. power. Yes. And then, and then who we are is even greater than that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like who we are is what's created in the image and likeness of God. Who we are literally is the power of the universe. Yes. I saw a, a quote the other day from Martin Luther King. He said that love is the only power great enough to transform an enemy into a friend. Absolutely. You see, and it's true is that when you bring that experience of love to any area, that area of life clears up. Yeah. And you look at, you look at what creates the experience of love. You look at it in the area of relationships. In relationships, love is never enough to have a relationship work. Mm-hmm. The divorce courts are full of people that love each other. The thing that makes the difference is not the love. It's the experience of love. Mm-hmm. So if I interact with you in a way where you feel loved, our relationship will be great. If I interact with you in a way where you feel unloved, our relationship will be a disaster. Mm-hmm. And what creates the experience of love is giving the gift of acceptance. Yes. Yes. And acceptance is nothing more than being at peace with the truth. You're yeah. you and how I feel about it's irrelevant. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's love the person for who they are and not what you want them to be or what exactly. you think they should be. And if you see them and love them for who they are, their light shines brighter because yeah. of that love. Right. Yes, yes. And you create the experience of love in your relationship, you see, and also in life. Eckhart Tolle had a quote that I loved. He said that, that when you interact with life, with whatever life brings you in a positive way, you're going to create a positive life. And when you interact with whatever life brings you in a negative way, you're going to create a negative life. Yes. See, it's never the circumstances. No. Every time you interact, with another person, you're either going to create love or you're going to destroy love and whatever you give is going to come right back. And the same thing is true with life itself. Yes. The more you give love, then the more you get love. Yes. And you know, the thing is, uh, I did a little quote, which I not word for word, just something came to me and I did a little posting on it, um, is that we are responsible for our own wings. You know, that's part of our yes. journey in life to spread those wings. Yes. But the importance of the people around us is the wind beneath those wings because they are yes. meant to uplift each other. And when we step yes. into that loving purpose, into being that human beingness and step into our truth and our love and we're enough and this is who I am, this is what I'm exuding, this is my light shining bright and that wind's beneath you, look how far it can yes. go. Yes. It's like creating a foundation of love. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the key to doing that, and that's the natural state. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way we start. And ultimately, the only thing that prevents that is our inability to flow with the truth, our fighting the truth. And, yeah. then, and then, of course, why we fight the truth is because it hurts. Mm-hmm. It strikes a nerve. 
So the more you're able to do the inner healing, the more you heal these nerves, the more you uh, are willing to feel your hurt, the more the circumstances of life lose power and something very beautiful comes forth. There was and, a wonderful uh, movie made a few years ago called The Inside Out, animated movie yes. about emotions. And um, I was interviewing a lot of psychologists, psychiatrists at the time. And I said, you've got to see this movie. And afterwards they go, ah, this is a reference we're going to be using. Because I think a lot of it, and certainly the older generation, was permission to feel your emotions. Yes. They're yes. there for a reason. Go through them. Right. Go, it's not yes. to sit in them or to be yes. afraid or run from them. Go through them. They're there for a reason. And it's, we're yes. not meant to be in any one particular emotion. Those yeah, emotions let them be. are going to be like a wave, you know, of the wind. Go through it. Yeah. And it's all part of being human. Yes. And, yes. I, and I want to give you an example of something really, really beautiful that happens. See, the more, see, you know, I used to, you know, be the Marine Corps captain. The walls were thick. Uh, I was upset all the time, you know, I was just like far from living in the light. And right. then somewhere along the line, I learned that it was okay to feel the hurt. Yes. And, uh, and then I would, would go through life looking for opportunities to get more and more junk out of me. Yeah. But then something special happened that I would never have imagined. Mm -hmm. The more I was willing to feel my hurt, the less I was threatened by life the less I need my walls of protection, mm. the more I can allow myself to be vulnerable. Right. And incidentally, the willingness to be vulnerable is your greatest, the greatest protection because the more you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you radiate love. When you radiate love, you dissolve opposition and resistance. Yes. Yes. You be create more love. Yeah. And when you have your walls up, yeah. you destroy love and you create opposition and resistance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think being vulnerable is the greatest gift you can give yourself and give others. Right? Yes. And, and it's not about borders. It, you know, there are the boundaries and the boundaries is that vibration of love that you resonate in. And that's the invitation for people to rise up and resonate in that vibration with you. That is the only protection you need, that, that boundary of love. If somebody comes at you with hate, they're going to bounce off it. They're not going to dent it. Uh, but it's yeah. not about borders or putting walls of protection on you. I think the the hardest thing for people to do is to step into their vulnerability. But when you do and you realize what a gift it is to you, it is, yes. you know, it's that self-love, isn't it? Oh, yes. And I want to be vulnerable. Yes. Which is opposite how I spent much of my life. But I, Avoiding. Want, <laughs> I want to be vulnerable mm -hmm. because in that state of vulnerability is love. And yes. in that love is the power of the universe, the beauty of the universe. Yeah. So I want to be vulnerable. I seek it because in that state, life is rich. Yes. And what's happened is that in my willingness to be vulnerable, the love that is who I am automatically radiates out. And then it's constantly being reflected back. So wherever I go, I'm constantly getting love. Yes. I have more love in my life now than I ever dreamed possible in life. Love begets love. It does. It, it does. does. And the key is in healing inside. Um, so, you're, so you're more able to flow with life. Yes. The key is inside us, folks, and that willingness to take that journey to that injured child, to look at it as something yes. that happened to you. It is not yes. who you are. You know, yes. it, it's something that happened to you that created you to be as strong and as courageous and as resilient as you are today. That's one of the things that why things happen to us is to find our strength, to find our, our courage, to step into our vulnerability, to be as awesome as we can be. But we yes. have to willing go through the process. You know, resistance is futile. We cannot resist that pain. Yes. We have to go through it. And, but when we do, we realize that that really wasn't as painful as I thought it was. And yes. the next time something else comes along, it's not going to be as painful either because you've been willing to go through it. It's the Band-Aid thing, isn't it? Put, yes. Tear it off slowly, it hurts. Rip it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, I, and I walk people through the healing process. And the, to, to, to heal it, you've got to do the opposite of what gives it power. Right. See, what gives it power is we create the belief that we're not okay, and then we fight it which then magnifies it. Yes. So to have it lose its power, you've got to do the opposite of what gives it power. 
instead of fighting it, you got to own it and embrace it. Mm -hmm. And then as you own it and embrace it, it loses its relevance. Yes. But, and to do that, so you want to get to the place where you can say, yeah, that's part of me. So what? But you can't do that on a head level. It no. has to be done on a heart level. Yes. In yes. order to get to the so what on a heart level, you have to first get that it's so and face the dragon. But the moment you face the dragon, you discover on a heart level that the dragon is an illusion and it has no, no teeth. Right. And right. then from, from that moment on, you're going to have power over the dragon instead of the dragon having power over you. Right. And that's huge. Yes, yes. I mean, the giving the power away is giving into that fear that really there's nothing to be fearful of. Yes, and it's yeah. so much easier to face the dragon when you realize ahead of time mm -hmm. that the dragon is an illusion. Yes. So you're not facing something that's real. You're facing something that got made up as a child. It's rather like hypnosis. You know, they'll take you back to a memory that's painful. You're seeing it happen, but you're no longer attached to the emotion yes. of it. So you can see it happen. You can now let it go because it's no longer who you are. You don't need to live in that entrapment of the fear of that moment of that event because yes. you know, there is no longer emotion attached to it. So it's the process that we need to go through to look at this happened to me. It doesn't have yes. to define me. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Uh, but to be effective in doing that, yeah. you've got to heal it. Exactly. Because exactly. Yeah, this hurt, the automatic subconscious avoidance of it is so incredibly powerful. Right. Wrap your arms, loving arms around it, right? And, and give it kisses yes. and love and that will dissolve the pain. Yes. <laughs> and there's just such a wonderful freedom when you can allow yourself to be human. It's like, oh, it takes the pressure off. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be a certain way. Right. I can just be me. And it's in that ability to be what we were created to be that, that who we are can come forth. And that's really the true empowerment is in you. Yes. You are yes. the power, right? Yes. And we're willing yes. to step into that. We are the power and we're everything that we seek in life because we're yes. open to those those solutions, those possibilities. How can yeah. we create what we create if we don't step into that? And we can't yeah. be creative if we're still living in the pain. Well, exactly. Exactly. An example is somebody could say, you know, I am a success. I am a success. I am a success. <laughs> but on top of the herd of failure, it's worthless. Right. But when yeah. you get rid of the junk, you clean the slate. And in that clean slate, then you can create. And in that clean slate, you can go through life saying, I'm a success, I'm a success. And that's very powerful. Yeah. But yeah. on top of the herd, it's useless. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, if, you've, if you keep seeing the same old pattern going on in life, it's something you need to deal with. It's something you Absolutely. need to deal yeah. with. And, and uh, this is how you help people. So can you share with people, A, how they can get hold of your book, but also what you offer them? Yes. yes. Well, first off, the book that I wrote is Get Your Power Back. Mm -hmm. And it shows how these issues work and it shows you how to heal them. And also, you can find out more about what I do at my website, which is masteryoflife.com. And there's a section on articles and more. You go there, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and see more about it. And it just, there's a bunch of articles and videos that literally walk you through the steps of discovering why your life is the way that it is. Right. And then also, I do individual work with people. Uh, I've got weekend workshops here in Houston. And I've got a video course that walks people through the process of, of transforming their life. Mm -hmm. So you can go to the website, masteryoflife.com, and you can go to the section on articles and more, and it'll, and it'll show you what to do and, and what's possible. But right. the really big thing is that we have within us the ability to create incredible lives, mm -hmm. but not the way we've been taught in our culture. No. We've got to shift the way that we look at life. We've got to put our focus inside uh, instead of outside. Right. So to handle life, you, there's, there's stuff, work you've got to do on the inside. And there's also work you've got to do on the outside, but you're not going to be able to do the outer work unless you do the inner work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the system's broke, folks, and it has to be fixed. And, you know, that fixing of it is an inside job. Uh, everything on your outside 
well, you, you'll see the solutions and how to deal with it once you've dealt with the inside. And there is no escaping it. I'm sorry, I don't care no. who you are, how powerful, how rich you are, how famous you are, or how successful you think you are. Your little yeah. demon is always going to chase you unless you're willing to turn around and face it and see it for what it is and resolve it. And you're not going to be able to yeah. resolve it if you're not willing to face it. Yeah, the hurt is, 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 is too big. Yes. It's It'll chase big. you. There's no escaping. You have yeah, to be, face. <laughs> you'd be 95 years old and still yeah. have the same issues. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then take it into the next lifetime. Yeah. Yes. That's, you know, and that's the point, isn't it? And, you know, we are all energy and we can choose which energy yeah. we want to be. And if we choose to, yeah. to be in that loving vibration, that loving energy, you know, what we exude out is just become so healing for the people around us as well, yeah. not just us. Yes. Yes. We all have to face those little demons in life and understand, you know, as stuff happened to us, we react to stop carrying it around with you. Heal yourself. Yes. Love yourself, please. Yes. Because yes. then you step into your loving presence and then you really become the contributors to the world. Yes. And the key to loving yourself is to accept all the aspects of you, the worthy, the worthless, the success, the failure, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yes. And as you can own all the aspects of you, you become whole and complete. You cannot be threatened. You cannot be hurt. Exactly. You will never be everybody's cup of tea. But, yeah. you know, the only person that really that you're going to drink the cup from is yourself. So, yes. you know, love yourself. And those that love in your vibration will be drawn to you. If they don't, they don't. That's yes. okay. That's okay. That's okay. Right? Stop trying to yes. please everybody. It's not going to happen. You'll please those that feel your loving vibration. Those yes. will be the people that will come in. This yes. has been wonderful. I mean, we went by so fast. I look at the clock and I go, what? We could talk for hours. <laughs> i to have you back. This is wonderful. So much information. Uh, that willingness well, to accept our inner child and heal it and step into our own cause and empowerment is something so important. We all yeah. have to do it. Yeah. Well, it's wonderful being with you. Wonderful. Great. And I'd love to have you back on again in the future. And maybe a round table might be interesting. That could be great. fun. Yeah. Uh, I would love it. Good, good. And please, folks, share this. This is vital information here. Share this and go to its mastery. Mastery of life. Masteryoflife.com. Masteryoflife.com. Become the master of your own life, which you yes. can be when you step into the empowerment of your own inner love and yes. share this with other people, because I know it's a conversation you need to have with your loved ones, with your friends, let them be the wind beneath your wings and just start spreading those wings and be willing to go through the process. When you do, and you come out the other side, I promise you the waters are great. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Phil. Thank you. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. For more wonderful shows like this, please go to selfdiscoveryradio.com, podcast and see our lineup. And if you wish to support us, we have a funded button. Please stay tuned for our next show.